Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula One podcast. My name is Mithila and I co-host this podcast. My name is Kunal and the Inside Line F1 podcast has been around since 2011. We entertained a million listeners in the last decade and here's to millions of you guys in the new decade. And of course, I am Mithila's co-driver on this podcast. Awesome. Guys, this is our second podcast of 2020. Uh, last week, we kicked things off when we talked about the unresolutions in the world of Formula One. You know, basically stuff drivers say they won't do in the new season, but still do it. And in this week's episode, we are actually going to discuss some of the most outrageous news stories from the world of Formula One in this winter break. But uh, Mithila, before we move on, uh, what's the one thing about you that you'd like for our listeners to know? Like a fun fact, something other than the fact that you are a co-host of the of the podcast. Okay, that was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, so let's try and actually do this for as many episodes as we can here on. Yeah, basically till our listeners know everything there is to know about us. I mean, okay, do not go astray. <laughs> Quick, let's get to it. What's the one thing that you'd like our listeners to know about you? Uh, besides, I'm already knowing that you are a big Kimi Raikkonen fan. Damn it. You know, the one thing I was going to say, Kunal, you've gone and blurted out already. But okay, guys, so I am currently doing my PhD in marketing at BI Norwegian Business School. Well, thank you so much for that. You know, it actually helps everyone to know that we've got a life outside of the world of Formula One. Yeah, Kunal, your turn. Well, I am a lefty and a proud lefty at that. And that's probably the one thing I would like for you guys to know in this episode. <laughs> Anyway, time for games is over. Let's get down to business, Formula One business. Uh, guys, you know, I must share this story. So I think it was about three days before we recorded this episode. And Kunal was so mad about this one particular news item from the world of Formula One. So he said, you know what, that's it. Let's do an episode talking about all the outrageous news from this winter season. And that is exactly what we're going to do. Absolutely. And I will be honest, you know, I understand Formula One needs to keep the momentum, interest and the engagement going, especially in this winter period when there are no races, right? And so they keep releasing pieces of news for constant chatter. But the last one that came to me actually had me a bit shocked, right? So Pat Simmons, who's joined Formula One after illustrious careers with various Formula One teams, he said that Formula One could consider two-stroke engines, hybrid two-stroke engines fueled by eco-fuels from 2025. Yeah, I read that. And honestly, my first reaction was like, what? Are we really going backwards in time? Uh, Kunal, of course, I'm not an engineer, but you know, my main thought is, will manufacturers bite? Absolutely. Just the point that I wanted to make. Uh, you know, has Formula One gone and, you know, made a brattish statement out there about a possible future without knowing if Ferrari and Mercedes and Renault and Honda would actually want to develop such engines. And, 
you know an engine which no car manufacturer you know would believe that technology would you know they would benefit from because we keep hearing about this whole track to road transfer of technology and so on but i don't really know if two stroke for that matter will sort of you know enthuse a lot of manufacturers I did some reading myself. So uh, the two-stroke engines are used in motorboats world over, and get this, MotoGP could consider two strokes. You know, guys, I must tell you when Mithila says I did some reading myself, I'm sure she's opened up some research papers at the PhD level <laughs> and so on from the world of automobile Just research. Just a regular so. nerd. Anyway, so uh, Simmons, uh, I think he's banking on the fact that the technology behind the two-stroke engines has improved drastically, and that you know they'll bring back the ferocious engine sounds you know that we all love and they run well on eco fuels as well so what's the harm if it's working you know i will quote what helmut marko said he said that we should know how much horsepower we can get out of these two stroke hybrid engines how efficient they really are and if they can work with alternative fuels and you know if we get a yes to all of that then definitely i mean i i know i sound negatively neutral but apart from the perception around two stroke uh, technology being archaic you know formula 1 will have to figure which of the existing manufacturers would be interested in such technology if at all yeah let me help you there so i did a good old google search a uh, renault two stroke engine and honda two stroke engine and guess what they already have two stroke engines for their cars uh and mercedes's first ever automobile that was also two stroke yeah of course the first ever automobile goes back into the late 1800s <laughs> so it's this whole archaic stuff that i keep talking about you know formula 1 wants to be futuristic and so on and so forth right but uh You know the other thing that really needs to uh, come out of all these conversations at some point is what Simmons is trying to say that you know technology has improved two stroke technology has improved if that is the truth and that it can run on eco fuels right but anyway whichever way it goes you know it seems so strange to me that on, on one hand we keep debating which year will formula 1 go all electric or if formula e and formula 1 will merge and here formula 1's planning a two stroke hybrid engine technology right and by the way if there are automobile engineers out there listening to our podcast who wish to explain this topic better get in touch with us via our facebook page and if the explanation is actually good we could use a small bite of yours in the next week or next couple of weeks as episode for sure guys uh, and can i get this uh, pat simmons claims that if the two stroke hybrid formula with eco fuel if it works then formula 1 could actually be greener than formula e can you believe that you know frankly if there's anything formula e is gaining from formula 1 at this moment it is car manufacturers they're they're joining the series like there's no tomorrow and nobody wants to miss the formula e and the electrification bus yeah i'm just waiting to see if ferrari will go and join that bus anytime soon you know i keep believing that ferrari wants special treatment and bonuses if they're actually going to be joining formula e in fact i'm going to inverse that thought i really wonder if formula e can afford for for these bonuses right <laughs> yeah and can you imagine so porsche they built a hybrid formula 1 engine and then they just threw it all away they scrapped it to go join formula e kunal that's how close the battles are between both these series to attract the new manufacturers whoever in formula e has his or her kra to say bring in more manufacturers to the series they're getting a big fat bonus <laughs> absolutely right but moving on in more outrageous news from the world of formula 1 Uh, you know day by day i keep getting increasingly convinced that the hamilton to ferrari news 
was like this big plug plug in by Liberty Media to get our tongues wagging in the off season, and we've got our whole bodies wagging, all of <laughs> us for that matter. Yeah, honestly, there have been just so many you know views and opinions and thoughts about all this, but I will go with what Helmut Marco said again. And Kunal, I know this episode is becoming a what Marco said this week <laughs> section. But anyway, Marco said that that Hamilton to Ferrari, those talks are all about destabilizing Ferrari. And that is actually another interesting observation from the great Helmut Marco. You know, all these mind games. To me, somehow it always seems like Mercedes is playing and Ferrari are always being played. That's like, <laughs> that's my perception of yeah, all these mind and games. and Red Racing's just watching and laughing, you know. But Kunal, I have some more outrageous news from Ferrari. Uh, so they said that to prepare for 2021, they're going to cut spending in 2020. I wonder if this is going to be a new excuse. Yeah, I literally can't remember when Ferrari has ever spoken since when it comes to spending on their Formula One team. So we leave it at that. I believe they even said something like, uh, Formula One needs to be more economically viable to survive. I was actually shocked when I heard that. I, I was pleasantly shocked. Right? All I can say is that better late than never. And we really hope that those financial regulations work. And of course, you know, we will have some teething problems, but I trust that Formula One will find a way along with the 10 participating teams. By the way, speaking of Ferrari, they've been behaving in a very un-Ferrari-like manner. So I noticed that in the way they've handled Leclerc's contract extension. And also they seem to have moved on from Vettel's, what, superstarred him pretty quickly. Yeah, the usual Ferrari approach would be to, you know, keep respecting the old war horse till he retires and let the young gun be at his disposal and so on. But, you know, Charles Leclerc has forced Ferrari to change their thinking to like a 180-degree shift completely. Yeah, for all of Vettel's spins, I think it's Ferrari's belief in him that's spun around too. One Ouch. hopes not, Ouch. though. <laughs> but Kunal, I have to say, I love Charles Leclerc's guts. Uh, he went skydiving without getting prior permission from Ferrari. When he actually put that picture up on social media, my first thought was... Wow, Ferrari allowed him to skydive. That's so cool. And <laughs> most definitely, they wanted the season to be over before they gave him Don't that permission. Don't give them that much credit. <laughs> yeah, but I actually remembered my you know days back, uh, back in my time at Force India, right? So the team's consent had to be sought while letting Nico Hulkenberg have a go in one of the go-karts that was actually being used by the Force India Driver Academy. Those are the level of permissions, you know, you need to go getting. If you drive anything of the teams, which is not a Formula One car, you need to get permission. <laughs> yeah, but I'd still say it was pretty badass from Charles Leclerc. Um, yeah, it's time for everyone to keep praising Charles Leclerc. And Alan Prost, he joined the list of people praising, you know, Charles too. He turned around and said that Charles's radio messages are extremely gutsy. And uh, I would say Charles's radio messages are extremely political. You know, he's using the radio as a good platform or he used the radio as a good platform in 2019 to swing Ferrari and to swing all the fans his way. Uh, you know, and but I guess that's what it takes to be you know, successful in Formula One to literally using all the tools you have at your disposal. But Kunal, after uh, Leclerc signed his five year deal to race with Ferrari in Formula One, guess what he went and did? He went and ordered a motorbike. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I thought he'd probably go and, you know, flaunt his company Ferrari or I don't know. But no, he's going to flaunt a motorbike. Yeah, I think flaunting a Ferrari is Lewis Hamilton style. And 
that's why he realized <laughs> that he might as well flaunt something else but in his new gutsy avatar yeah. i think a motorbike goes pretty well you know talking of hamilton he actually put up a video of him doing action hero training somewhere on social media right and he was pleading in his caption for keanu reeves to call him of all the people right i was actually thinking you know at one point could lewis hamilton get a role in the remake of the matrix now that would be absolutely outrageously <laughs> crazy kunal now you're the one making outrageous statements but thank you <laughs> it's the theme of the week so you're forgiven but i do think that we will see lewis hamilton in a movie someday soon i don't know if it's going to be like a musical or an action hero or like a romantic comedy but it's going to be prefer? a movie what would you prefer what role would it be action hero romantic I'm comedy i'm actually just happy to see him in netflix uh, season 2 for now you know <laughs> he's going to make his debut there you know i i don't think lewis will ever do a car action film though because those road racers are a different breed than the guys on track just my feeling you know yeah but kunal speaking of breed i don't think too many other drivers are uh, of the same breed as fernando alonso uh, because he's made a crazy debut uh, in the dakar uh, almost running in the top 10 and uh, then he had that sideways double roll i was amazed to see him continue yeah it, it was it was also very well shot by dakar you know it, it i was amazed to see the car barrel roll and then fall flat people are trying to help and run and Guess what he does just continues racing because that's what they do at Dakar right Yeah and the fact is I know these incidents are normal in that context but do you know to see Fernando Alonso who's a formula 1 racer to go through all of this is just next level because this is not what he's been trained for Yeah I think Fernando Alonso is definitely the most adaptive driver there in the world of motorsport today Hats off or helmets off Fernando I knew you were going to say helmets off <laughs> <laughs> Fernando Alonso's manager Flavio Briatore he's made a few smart statements he's usually the one who makes outrageous statements but he said that Ferrari shouldn't waste money on hiring Lewis Hamilton instead they should invest on their racing car and, and all of this Ferrari has said they're going to go and cut spending right so yeah. i don't know what's going to happen uh, Briatore he also claimed that formula 1 will go to saudi arabia next and that this huge multi million pound deal is being uh, rumored i think that's what formula e is doing for formula 1 just opening up newer race hosting venues all around the world i mean uh, saudi arabia they already host the opening round of the formula e season since last year yeah but my mind is still not off Ferrari and Fernando Alonso sorry Ferrari and Lewis Hamilton and all of that because you know Ferrari you've been saying that they're going to be having budget cuts or they're going to cut spending in 2020 I wonder if the headlines at some point would be Ferrari decide to not hire Lewis Hamilton because of budget cuts or something <laughs> to that effect Let's see <laughs> <laughs> right but uh, last few points in the outrageous news from the world of Formula 1 Alexander Albon I think he has made the most a most outrageous statement a red bull racing driver has ever made he said that his promotion to red bull racing last year felt like a step back in formula 1 can you actually believe that <laughs> you know this is like albon trolling helmet marco on every level so in case he gets demoted midway through 2020 It's like reverse psychology on Helmut Marko. Can you That's believe it? That's crazy. And it's almost like uh, Albon's playing mind games with Helmut Marko instead of playing mind games with Verstappen because it's like Marko is his real true rival and not Verstappen. <laughs> so he's going to take that man down. Yeah. But former Red Bull racing driver Daniel Ricciardo, he said that he will spend more time in the Renault factory before the start of 2020. But more than that, Ricardo also said that he wants to hear more than just a high 
from Cyril Abite Bol at the races. <laughs> yeah, frankly, every time Abite Bol's opened his mouth, it's been like a long list of excuses about why Reno isn't performing. So and, I understand he doesn't And how Reno will perform in the future. So it's a link of, we're not doing well today, but hey, 2021 is when we'll win races. We are not going to focus on 2020 too much because 2021 is when we'll go full steam and all of that, right? So yeah, that man should be a politician. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, last two points before we bid you guys goodbye for this week. Uh, Sergio Perez said that he would leave Formula 1 after 2022 if he isn't in a car that's capable of winning races and scoring podiums. You know, frankly, Sergio Perez was the most impressive midfield driver in 2019. Yes, he didn't finish as high in the rankings as, uh, you know, Carlos Sainz Jr. Uh, And we barely saw him on television. And you guys know why. But uh, I wonder why Perez specifically cited 2022, you know. I wonder if he's expecting, you know, Sebastian Vettel to race for Ferrari like for one more year in 2021 and then retire. You know, he's a former uh, Ferrari driver, academy driver. But I wonder if Checo knows something that we don't. (laughs) I mean, ironically, Perez's contract with Racing Point is till 2022. So either he jumps to a faster team. Before his contract ends. Exactly. Or Racing Point needs to become a race winning team. Uh, Or Perez will have to leave the sport, or so he says. In 2022, Perez, I think, would be 12 seasons old in the world of Formula 1. Hopefully, he'll still be a fierce driver and not just a fierce midfield racer. I'd love to see him in a top team at some point, much like I'd love to see Daniel Ricciardo and now even the exited Nico Hulkenberg, right? Yes, indeed. And finally, guys, for this episode, uh, Valtteri Bottas has his own outrageous statement. Uh, So he said that he doesn't feel like he's reached his peak yet and that he cannot accept being beaten by Lewis Hamilton. Guys, 2020 will be Bottas and Lewis Hamilton's fourth year of partnership at Mercedes. Now, guess how many years were Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton partners for before Rosberg actually beat Hamilton to a world championship? The answer is four years, right? So, here's hoping for a lucky 2020 for Valtteri Bottas. It would be something for him and for Formula One to beat Lewis Hamilton to a world title. But will that really happen? Watch this space. (laughs) So on that note, guys, that's all we have for this week on the podcast. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode on the Inside Line Formula One podcast. So stay tuned and keep racing. Adios. Pros bring something extra to every job. Now at the Home Depot, they also get something extra. Pro Extra, our free loyalty program built for pros just like you. Members earn perks with every dollar spent, like Pro Extra dollars, a tool rental credit, and more. New members get $20 off their next in-store purchase of $200 or more just for signing up. Learn more at homedepot.com slash proextra. New year, more rewards, Pro Extra, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.